0: My name is Brittany, um, my mom is Trina Fowler, my dad is Steve Fowler, my mom was up here yesterday, if you were not here, and talked a little bit about um, my relationship just growing up under, um, under a roof that um, was a pastor's family, and it's true, it was always pretty tough and pretty hard for me to um, believe that there was a God, and believe that there was a God who did things um, kind of mystically. Um, and moved in that way, too, um, so I gave my life to Christ um, for real and not out of fear of Satan or hell when uh, when I was twenty two and um, and so it 's been about three and a half four years since um, since I gave my life to christ and i 'm um, a student at sam alliance 's RTI program, so i 'm getting my biblical ministry degree uh, right now and doing my practicums and it 's just been an awesome four years of being trained and equipped to uh, do ministry and to learn the word. And uh, so I have two kids. My daughter's name is Finley. My son's name, we call him Rivy or River. Um, He actually has my husband's name and then my husband's dad's name and so on. And I refuse to breastfeed a child with my husband's name. So I said no. It's kind of (laughs) weird. Uh so after coming to Christ uh I'm glad you're laughing. <sighs> after coming to Christ God gave me really three things that I needed to um to work on. And one of those was just biblical knowledge. I learned lots of new things my first year of coming to Christ and some of those really basic things were um that Moses in the basket was Moses who parted the Red Sea. I had no idea that those were the same people. Um, the Saul and Paul scenario where like names change. I'm like, can this get more confusing? But I figured that one out. Uh, and then another thing that God asked me to do is practice my spiritual giftings. And, uh, I did not know what my spiritual giftings were or how I would ever get the nerve to do things like hold the microphone and talk, um, even about God. Cause I, at that point, just really wasn't sure what he was doing for me or where he was at. And then the third thing he asked me to do is to find a mentor. And and that was kind of the hardest thing that he gave me on my list because I'm a pretty private person. And um, if there's a pendulum swing of a thinker and a feeler, I think most women, maybe this is a stereotype and you can come slap me later, but I think most women tend to land on the feeler side of things. And um, I'm a pretty straightforward thinker and I tend to think about things a lot, and I'm an internal processor, and um, and so being vulnerable with somebody it was, for me, that, that word vulnerability was tied to having a mentor, and I kind of wasn't interested slash terrified of having a mentor, and um, so I was praying and asking God who this mentor would be and what this person would do for me in my life, and um, through God, of course, and um, I was sitting in the gathering one day, and Jen was talking, and I heard, that's her. And I was like, what? Jen Roth? No way. I'm, like, the lowest on the totem pole. And to me, at that point, Jen, not that you've lowered or anything. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but she was pretty high up there. So um, I was so nervous to to ask her, and so I avoided it that day. I was like, uh, heck no. Um. So it ended up being about three weeks later that uh, my family and my parents were invited with um, a group of other people to pray for some family friends in our lives and pray over them because they were kind of going through a rough season of life and and so we went there that evening to pray for them and uh, and that was kind of actually one of my first scenarios of just praying for people so it was a learning experience for me and it was fun to be there just to watch and Jen was there she was one of the people sitting on the couches and. Um, and so after the prayer time was done, I was like, Lord, I'm going to compliment her. So, um, I I went up, I went up to Jen and I was like, Jen, you're a really good prayer. (laughs) And you were like, thank you. I was like, you're welcome. Um, and then she says to me, I actually thought you were a really good prayer. And I was like, um, what? Me? Um, and so, at that point, I word vomited, and I was like, God told me you're going to be my mentor, and so when are we going to hang out? <laughs> and it just totally did not come out how I had hoped. <laughs> I think I, I, I did, like, a little punch on your shoulder, and I was like, see you later, mentor. <laughs> and I walked away being like, oh, no, I just totally butchered that. <sighs> ah. <laughs> don't think well on the fly, obviously. Sarah, that's why I'm not doing your job this weekend. <laughs> um, so Jen kind of was like, well, that's an interesting thought. <laughs> and she didn't say no, and she wasn't rude at all or give me any firm answer, but it was just kind of like a this season of life, I just don't think I have a time. Um, and so at that point, I felt like, well, that's funny because I felt like God, and I didn't say this to you, but I felt like God told me that it was her. So God just told me to wait. And so I waited, and then I got an email from Jen asking to get lunch. And so she explained, I don't really, you know, have lots of time to, to mentor on a, on a consistent basis, but I, I am running the gathering, and if you'd like to help, I'd love your help. And so I said, oh, yeah, sure. And she said, yeah, um, we have some opening slots, like setting up, which I was like, I love to set up, which I just don't at all. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that sounds fun. Um, so, so it just ended up being that the behind-the-scenes thing wasn't my giftings. And uh, and so I just, I, I did not show up, but it just ended up kind of fizzling out for me. Maybe I didn't show up a couple times, I don't know. Uh, so... Um, But Jen mentioned at that time, too. Yeah, I just don't have the time. So um, when I was officially enrolled to be a student at RTI, one of the biggest things that they pushed is mentorship. So since we were the first cohort, they go, all right, everyone, uh, we want you to think about people on the staff um, under Sam Alliance's roof that you would like to have um, as a mentor of yours and write their names down. And then we'll kind of do the relaying of information for you guys and see if they're interested. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if I write Jen's name down again, is she going to think I'm totally wacko and stalking her? But I, like, covered my eyes and wrote down Jen Roth. And, um, and then I heard a couple days later that Jen said yes, and I was like, yes. And, um, and now she's mine forever. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but I think it's interesting that God would teach me from the get go to step out of my comfort zone and then to be told no. And, um, I find that often in my walk with Christ that God tells me things on a consistent basis. And more often than not, the first response I get from my, my husband or, um, family or whatever it is that's pressing on my heart is, um, just not as strong on the other end. And, uh, and so God's just been, in a, in a season of teaching me to wait and to be patient, but to be obedient in the same time, and those things are very hard to do, <laughs> but, um, but it's just grown my heart with the Lord so much to, to spend time waiting and, and staying obedient to him and his promptings. Um, so why am I bringing mentorship up to you guys? It's not because I think if you don't have a mentor, you're bad Christians. <laughs> and I really don't want this to feel like if you don't have a mentor, you have to do this when you get home, and this has to be another to-do on your list. But I do just want to say that mentorship for me, meeting with Jen, we meet once a month if I make it. <laughs> Actually, there was, there was a time, I think last month, that I, I did not show up, and she texted me and said, so are we still on for 10 today? And I, and I texted her back and said, Jen, standing you up feels like I'm standing up Jesus. So, yes, I will be there right away. Um, but, um, yeah, mentorship just needs to fit into our schedule and be s- specific to our needs. And at that point, my needs were biblical knowledge practicing my giftings and um, Jen has been awesome at letting me take the mic a couple times and and practice and she's been awesome at praying into me insight from the Lord and just spiritual wisdom and knowledge for situations that I've been in. And um, I've loved that mentorship because I, I have such a vulnerable, uh, I have lots of vulnerable things inside my heart but it's not easy for me to share those things. Um, my husband and I have been walking through um, just kind of a rough, rough season of life the past few months with um, miscarrying. I miscarried once in the spring and I miscarried once just recently. And, uh, and so I was in my um, RTI class, and Jeff Roth, Jen's husband, is one of our teachers. And so one night on a Thursday, Jeff comes in, but then Jen comes in. And I know she knows what's been up in my life, but I was like, not gonna look at you. Nope. And I just love that she just gave me space. She never came up to me to hug me. She never came up to me to say, what's going on? How are you? Talk to me about all the things that are going on in your life. But but it was just space. And that's what I needed that day, as much as I love you. Um, so I just wanted to open up to Isaiah 44, 1 through 5. And if you have your little thingies, then it's in there. If you don't, it's totally fine. Just listen to my words. Um. I've been doing this thing lately where God has been asking me to put my name into scripture. And uh, it happened once when I was in a kind of a prayer session and um, he opened me up to some scripture that, that was just so significant to my, my situation and miscarrying. And, and the scripture was, um, there is a cry in Ramah, or Ramah, however you say that word. There's a cry in Ramah. Um, Rachel is weeping because her children are gone. And when I put my name in that, it felt so significant to God speaking to me, like He saw me. Um, but then I thought about this verse and uh, this piece of scripture in Isaiah where it says, um, "Well, I guess I'll, I'll preface this with: wherever you see Jacob, Israel, your, if you have a pen, scratch that out and write your name in there, um, and then just listen to me as I've." As I proclaim this over myself, that sounds very strange, but um, but this is what that sounds like. But now, listen to me, Brittany, my servant, Brittany, my chosen one. The Lord who made you and helps you and helps you says, "Don't be afraid, Brittany, my servant, my dear Brittany, my chosen one. For I will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your parched fields, and I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children." They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a river bank. Some will proudly claim, "I belong to the Lord." Others will say, "I am a descendant of Brittany." Some will write on the Lord's name, the Lord's name on their hands, and will take the name Brittany for their own. And when I when I started reading that over myself, I thought, "Man, when I just do something simple like put my name in scripture, it kind of comes alive." And it becomes so much more personal than who's Jacob and where on the map is Israel because I have those questions. Um, And so I just want to ask you guys, what part of your spiritual life, what part of your emotional, physical life did God bring to the forefront this weekend? For me, it was just being in the process of processing my miscarriages and asking God why. (laughs) Why? And I I think that what God has been sharing with me is that he loves me. And I think that's what he's sharing with you guys too. And so I just want to say that um, Satan is an evil person. (laughs) And whatever came up for you guys this weekend... I, I just have a feeling you're going to get home. If it was your marriage, maybe you're going to get home and when you park in the driveway and you go in with a good attitude and you're like, honey, I love you, maybe he's not in a very good mood. Maybe it just works out that way and it's going to feel hard from the get-go. Maybe it was something totally different. Um, but I just have a feeling that it, it maybe, maybe it's not going to be the easiest thing when you get home. Maybe it's not. And, um, and that relying on Christ... And the relying on the spirit to quench where you're parched, to irrigate your dry land, um, is going to be so essential. And so how does this tie in with having a mentor? I don't really know. I'm getting there, I think. <laughs> My hope is that if you don't have somebody that um, is discipling you in your life right now, that God would rise a name to the surface. And it wouldn't be somebody who you think is, like, super cool and you want to hang out with them and... Um, but but that God would really put a name on your heart, um, and whether or not that's going through the Bible together, maybe it's just marriage advice, maybe it's child rearing, maybe um, it's just in your life just being single and wondering what's next. My prayer for you is that you leave retreat with hope, and you wouldn't feel discouraged with what you're processing. But God would just not not just put hope in your mind, but um, but put people in your life who want to walk through it with you. And however you walk that path, they're willing to just stand on the side and wait for you when you're ready. Um, and, they're, and they're willing to pick up the phone and text you a prayer if you need it. Um, and so I just want you to know that I I that might sound a little cliche standing up here, but I, I sincerely have been praying for all of you this weekend that we would leave um, feeling just as encouraged and just as empowered as we have felt hearing Jen's talks, worshiping Christ, as we do when we walk through the front doors. And maybe if we're parents, our kids are screaming, and if we're married, our husbands are rolling their eyes because they're so happy we're home. Um, And if you don't have anything you're coming home to, to feel peace and joy when you open that door and know that God is watching over you. Thanks for letting me be here this weekend and chat with you guys and talk with all of you and, for all the encouragement that some of you has just specifically spoken over me, I've just been so grateful for, for those conversations. So thank you guys.
1: Thanks, Brittany. That was, that was really good. Thank you. Um, And just as Brittany shared what God had been working on her heart, this weekend, Um, we wanted to give you guys a chance um, to share with everybody else some things that maybe God is speaking to you, or you've learned, or you've experienced this weekend. And I'm sure that a lot of your stories are quite long, but we only have about 10 minutes for this. So um, if you could just shorten it to one or two sentences, um, which might actually help you in the processing process, to um, just shorten it and just, if you feel like the Lord's nudging you to share... with this crowd of of women, um, what you've been learning. um, I'm just gonna go around and you can raise your hand and I will run to you. And I'm good with waiting, so.
2: So, having served on the retreat team, I have known the topic for a while and have been, of course, thinking about it and praying about it. And came in with this idea of where I thought God was leading me to face courage. And this weekend, it's kind of shown me it's a different path and probably a little bit harder one. Um, but it's kind of exciting to see what He's doing. Yeah. Thank you, Kim.
3: I can sit. <laughs> um, so yesterday when we did uh, Jill's workshop and I went out on the beach afterwards and um, I was talking to God and just really, really, really feeling really emotional and opened my eyes and a gust of wind had come and I had tears and I was feeling like, how, how do I do this? How do I do life? How do I stand how do I stand when everything... How do you weather the storm? And I opened my eyes, and there were tons of seagulls. And I know everybody has seen all the seagulls. There were two pelicans, but there were tons of seagulls. And there were separations. And there was, like, a whole bunch of seagulls here and a whole bunch of seagulls here. But at the moment I opened my eyes, there was a huge gust of wind, and the water was had little waves on it. And there were 12, only 12 seagulls, staring at me on their skinny little legs and they were they were weathering the gust of wind that was coming through I thought wow okay that was a sign of like 12 disciples weathering the storm and then more seagulls came in and more seagulls left and when I walked away a couple minutes later it wasn't 12 anymore it was a different number but I thought it was ironic that it was 12 seagulls staring at me. I don't know what it meant, but it seemed like it was the 12 disciples on their feet. Thank you, Jenny. Good picture. Sorry.
4: Sorry. No, you need to sign for that. Sorry. Sorry. Excuse me. I'm going to walk over here. Okay. So a really funny thing happened uh, yesterday we were uh, when we were in the painting class. Um, you know I was really stuck. I didn't know what to paint and all of a sudden I felt like God was speaking to me and said, "You need to paint haystack rock." And so I went ahead and did that and the uh, phrase that came to to my mind was that he is my rock and as I'm reading through, we had all these different uh, little quotes and things that we could uh, take from. I remember looking out and seeing the, the, all the birds outside and uh, all of the uh, the trees and the seagulls and all that sort of stuff. And um, in the evening, when um, Jen gave us this one particular um, phrase, it really stuck to me, which was, He is my rock and my forest, my trees. He is my everything. And so I felt like that, what I had painted that day ended up coming up later on in the evening. And so it felt that real strong connection between the two of them. So he is my rock. Yeah. And my, and my fortress, that would be fortress, not tree. Excuse me. (laughs) The interpreter messed up. Thank you for that clarification. Sometimes signs look very similar and they're different words. So not perfect. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Jeannie.
5: Well, I just wanna share that um, when Jen talked about the layering of the painting, it's interesting how doing that painting was really a visual. And I just so related to, I mean, I think in this stage of our life, sometimes when we get older, We tend to rest on things that we've done in the past. And we can get stuck, and we don't see why. And we stay there for a long time, and then all of a sudden, God starts to break it up. And I just want to thank you, Jen, for your honesty for last night, because I really so related to that layering, and it was just a help to me to see that Everything that's gone before is important, but now it's a different time, and it's okay. It's okay to not be on the same trajectory and to let it go and just be happy and be joyful right where God has it. Whether it's easy or tough, it's it's all right. Anyway, I'm so thankful for all of you, and what a blessing it's been.
1: Thanks, Sherry.
2: Roth and I'm lucky to be Jen's sister-in-law. <laughs> um, I'm that one that got the special room to myself that Jen was talking about last night, and it was truly a gift. It really was, and I needed it. I needed. I took a three-hour nap, and but I was kind of thinking this is going to be cool because I'm going to do some serious business with the Lord, and He's going to tell me something amazing that I don't know about myself or break through something. Right? Well. I'm sitting there after my three-hour nap and I'm I really wasn't that I was pretty clear pretty uh, um, awake and everything and I thought okay God I'm ready and nothing came and nothing came and I just was like all right let's not waste this <laughs> I just got a room to myself and uh, <laughs> so um, all of a sudden I, I I don't know really why I got doing this but I, I started trying to figure out some of the dates in my life and um writing down, like, okay, I was 10 when this happened, and I was, it was 1997, you know, stuff like that, and just kind of walking through things in my life, and I had read in the scripture just before that that, um, you know, kind of doing the will of God in your life, and you're not really one of my followers unless you're doing the will of God, and so it kind of freaked me out a little bit, and as I'm going through my life, writing all these little things down, I'm realizing, wow, God's been really faithful there, and and I was doing the will of God when I was raising those kids, and nothing else was really happening. And um, and and I just started journaling, and I like five pages later had my life written out, and how God had been so stinking faithful to me. And I was just—it wasn't anything huge. It wasn't this big revelation, but it was so incredibly encouraging to my soul to know that God's through us in all the little things and. Um, I knew mean, it's been there for me. And I feel like, I think I was walking in God's will, even though I wasn't perfect in any way. But to see him through it all was really cool. So that's the
1: story. Thank you. ladies, for sharing. Um, I just, I'll share a little bit about what I've been learning this weekend. And it has a lot to do with... Um, Um, an ASL, vulnerability, yes? That picture, every time I see that, it makes me want to um, throw up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because that is scary. But I have seen it happen over and over again this weekend. I've seen it in my world and your guys' world with each other and last night at our prayer time. And I've just seen what a picture of the body of Christ that is supposed, like, that is what the body of Christ is supposed to be. We're supposed to be that for each other. We're supposed to live our open, raw lives, unedited, as Laura called it, or just vulnerable. And um, that's not a bad thing. Like, at first I was like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna get really, like, that's nauseating. Like, that's scary. And it still is. It's never gonna be like, I can't wait to be vulnerable. But it's good. Like, I, this weekend it was like, I came in, and I'm like, I'm going to be funny, and I'm not really going to share much about myself because I don't really want to share that much about myself, and um, I have some things I don't want to share at all, um, but I came in, and God was just like, look, we as women are sharing with each other what I am doing in our lives. So that was God saying that, and um, and you can be that, too with the people that I've placed around you, and that was just really cool. So I just wanna encourage you as Jen comes up and talks and as we finish out this retreat, like you guys are doing great and you're being vulnerable with each other, even if it hasn't looked like, let me tell you the deepest, darkest secrets of my life. That's not necessarily what vulnerability needs to look like in your world, but you're doing it here and you're being real with each other, and that's awesome, and I thank you for that.